Welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast. So happy to celebrate each and every one of our listeners. Stay cool outside and drink y'all water because it's hot, humid, and this heat is heating. But before we start, a word from our sponsor. Hi, guys. Welcome. This episode is brought to you by Divine Timing. This is your one-stop shop for all things adulting. You guys can check out their website at fearforme.com. That's fear, the number four, me.com, to check out all of their planners and journals on the website. If you put in the code WMB22 at checkout, you can save 22%. And everything is digital, so it will immediately download directly to your device. So as y'all know, we start out every single episode with a quote. And today's quote is... I am reminded that every day I have the chance to pick up a needle and some thread and add to the story, to stitch together something beautiful and unique, to patch a small scrap of fabric to the story of God that will be retold again and again for all of eternity. That is by Jerusalem Jackson Greer. What do you ladies think about that? quotes it's a really nice quote that name is black af though i don't know if he is but that's it's real ethnic i love it it's great um beautiful metaphor in that quote honey that is straight old testament name for real for real but yes i like that quote too i was over here giving my silent snaps and everything it was deep long but deep it's definitely long i'm visualizing how do i put this in in our post it's gonna be small font i like it though i like it because as you no, as you both know, I am a sewer at heart, still learning. So don't come for me. But and I love it because the analogy is true. Like sewing is a passion of mine, but it also is a metaphor for life. And so I love that. And Miss Crystal, any thoughts on that quote? I thought it was deep. It had layers. I was like, wow, it's kind of like you said, it was long, but it was layered. So I liked it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, as you just heard, we have a new voice today. Today, we have a special guest that will talk to us about the beauty of sewing businesses and bringing fabrics and uh, to life throughout, I mean, through her custom made bag. So listeners, we welcome Miss Crystal Singleton of 15 and 15 to the mic. Hey, girl, introduce yourself. Hey, thank you so much for having me. My name is Crystal Haynes Singleton, and I am the owner of 15 and 15, where I sew and design handbags, clutches, fanny packs, and other small accessories. I love it. And I am so excited to get to know all of this. So again, like I said, I'm trying to contain my energy and passion. <laughs> for this 
topic, we are going to start with our either or. So our either or is something we do every episode just to lighten up the topics. So our either or today is either make your own clothes for the rest of your life or have someone dress you for the rest of your life. Crystal, you pick first. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to make my own clothes. Yeah. Final answer. <laughs> What about day and sunny day? <laughs> Can I stay on brand? So I have questions. One, is it the same person picking out your clothes for the rest of your life? Yes, and it is. And two, can I pick who that person is? You can pick the person, but the person is going to stay the same for the rest of your life. Okay. So since you can't like hand stitch, you know, the little temporary hand stitch all your clothes, I'm going to have somebody else pick out my clothes. As to follow the trend of question. So this person is going to remain the same, right? Do I have to pay for these clothes that they pick out? Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna make my clothes. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'm. I think I'm gonna do that. See, that's how they get you because that wasn't included. That they. See, don't that's what I'm to... saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, if I didn't have to pay for them, by all means, here are my measurements. This is my style. Do what you got to do. But if it's coming up out of my pocket, if you're going to invoice me, then I might as well go buy my own fabric. Because why can't they just pick out your clothes from your already wardrobe? I mean, they can, but she said going to buy them. So, I mean. I need a new wardrobe. So if you need a new wardrobe, they're dressing you for the rest of your life. Says, I'm going to say for sure I'm making my own clothes. So, yes, definitely give me my own fabric. Let me go in, mess up some stuff. Some stuff will come out nice. Some will be like them boxer shorts. My box, yes, my boxer shorts. So, Crystal, I made some boxer shorts. <laughs> well, girl, one side is a little bit longer, like probably like an inch and a half longer than the other. So. <laughs> They're cute. It's just, you know, it's not something I would wear outside the house. It's just, you know, my boxer shorts for the house. You can make that a style, though. Make it a trend. Oh, see, this is why I like you. Oh, that that's true. That's true. Let me go out here making this a style. Yes. That's better than my uh, costume final in college. It was supposed to be, you're supposed to do this from a pattern. And I don't really follow patterns very well. Also, our mannequins did not look like me. So how was I supposed to know if it was going to fit or not? But that's beside the point. But it's supposed to be like a 1920s, like flapper dress. The bodice was crooked. I couldn't get the zipper to line up. So I had to take the bodice off and turn it into a strapless dress. I still passed, but it was a mess, child. (laughs) Well, hey, that's how you learn. Practice, practice, practice. And so we're going to get into the episode. And Miss Crystal, our podcast is about adulting. So how would you describe adulting? When I think about adulting, I think about it meaning managing your emotions. Because there's so many times where if you want to keep your job, if you want to stay in friendships, relationships, you have to learn to manage what you're feeling and also express what you're feeling in a way that is not aggressive or offensive to the person that you're communicating with. Um, A lot of what I've learned is just listening more than I speak. And I think it's been something that's helped me in life a lot. Um, Just kind of reading the room first and managing how I express myself. Um, I think it's also taking the bad and learning how to catapult it into something good. I mean, you've heard so many people who have started businesses from bad experiences. And I think it's learning how to make Make that shift so that you're not constantly depressed and thinking about things that have happened in your life, but learning how to turn into something that can help others overcome. So I just want to say, I'm already intrigued by you because you just came for everybody. <laughs> when you said managing your emotions, I was like, oh, luckily I have a necklace on. I can clutch my necklace. Like, <laughs> 
you literally came for the whole entire, every single human on here. Because I do think that it's something that is so, it's not talked about. And like emotional intelligence is not taught anywhere in life. That's something that we have to educate ourselves on and navigate ourselves. So with managing your emotions and going through adulting, did you have a blueprint growing up? Or did you have a blueprint to navigate to become this awesome adult that you are? I hope I'm an awesome adult. Um, I I had, I grew up with both of my parents. My mom and my dad were together um, until my mom passed away when I was 21. Um, so I had both of them and I saw how they struggled to communicate and how it affected their relationships. So I think in seeing that, it made me want to learn how to communicate because I always felt that if they could just really talk to each other and not, you know, talk at each other, they would really get somewhere. So I think in seeing them do that, it made me want to do the opposite, <laughs> which kind of led me to reading um, lots of books. I think um, a lot of what I've learned is reading books and then applying it to my daily life or in my everyday life. Um, so I had a blueprint kind of, I guess so. <laughs> no, I think that makes sense. And we kind of have some weird similarities because I lost my dad at 21, right at that cusp of like growing into adult, like entering into adulthood, like at such a weird stage of existence, that transition from now you're kind of out in the world, supposedly responsible for yourself and trying to figure out what's what. So it makes me curious during that time of your life, when you were going through that journey, what did that look like for you in that transition? That was a tough one. Um, because it was sudden, it was unexpected, and it was a blow to me and my dad and my sister. So when it happened, my dad just kind of, I mean, he wasn't showering, he wasn't taking care of himself because he was just so heartbroken at what happened. Um, so that transition for me was just kind of this, it made me realize that life is so much more serious than I was taking it at 21. You know, at 21, I wasn't thinking about anything real. You know, I was just kind of like living life, hanging out, um, asking for money from my parents, you know, like <laughs> what I was doing at 21. But when she passed away, it was just like, this isn't a game. Like this is only one life. She didn't plan on that happening. None of us did. She had plans of wanting to do things still. So it made me realize that I had to woman up, I guess, is that a term? You know, to really grow up and realize that I need to, to, to get it together and take life more seriously. Yeah, that's um, almost I identical experience for sure. That's absolutely relatable. So during that time and you're kind of going through this adulting uh, phase and just in kind of entering into adulthood, what would be four words that you would use to describe to describe your journey through adulthood thus far? The four words that I can think of to describe my journey thus far is lonely, interesting, surprising, and fun. Those are the four words that I really thought about as I've gone through this journey um, of just trying to be me. Why those four words specifically? I found myself lonely lots of times going through experiences, starting my business um, in grad school, having like three jobs at one point. It just kind of felt like, what is this life? You know, I just kind of didn't know <laughs> I didn't have many friends that were going through the same thing. So it was a lonely experience. And even though, you know, I lost my mom, my dad lost his wife. It's a different experience for both of us because my dad knew her longer, you know, but she was my mom. So it was just kind of like, is this really happening? But along the way, it's been fun because I've discovered a lot of who I am in the process. I, you know, discovered how to sew and make handbags. I say it's been interesting because I never thought I would find myself owning a business. You know what I mean? So it's been this like crock pot of just emotions thrown into one. And when I thought about that question, those are the four words that came to my head. Um, I want to ask this question. And if it's too much, you can be like, or I 
ain't answering that. <laughs> so did you, cause you said with everything going on, you lost your mom and your dad lost his wife. Did you feel in a way you kind of lost your dad when he went through? It sounds like, and I don't want to put a name on anything, but it sounds similar to what we would call today in mental health world, you know, like that buzzword, but like depression. Do you feel like it, that's what it was? And he kind of had to, you know, navigate his own way out too, or? Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember telling him, I can't lose you too, because he just wasn't taking care of himself. And I had to sit him down and I was like, please don't do this to me. Like, I can't lose both of y'all like this. So it definitely was. I mean, looking back, looking I think he definitely was depressed because it was just, you don't think about that stuff. I mean, people have issues, but you don't think about having to bury your spouse like that. So. Wow. As somebody who is married, I can, I don't, you know, the the cliche term is I can only imagine, but I don't want to imagine what that would feel like. And as someone who has both of their parents who is alive, I don't want to imagine all of the hurt and heartbreak and turmoil you had to go through in that situation. But it seems like you made it through to the other side. I know losing a parent is never a finale. You know, you've completed those emotions, but it seems like you found a way to cope. And during that, did you find your passion for life and what you want to do and what you want out of life? And if so, what is it? I think so after that, me and my dad got really close. Like we were like, you know, we're like thick as thieves. Um, And I think in that process, um, I remember moving out. My dad was like sad that I was moving out. And I was like, stop, like I'm 27. It's time to go. I'm getting old at this point. But um, I guess trying a lot of new things, getting out of my comfort zone a lot was kind of what helped me find different parts of me that I didn't know were there. I remember taking a Zumba class at the gym and I was like, dang, I can kind of sort of dance. Like, wait a minute, let me go find out I'm a hip hop dancer on the side, you know? And then it went into finding Etsy and then looking at shops with people who sold bags. And I was like, well, I kind of want to sew. And then just picking up a sewing machine and learning how to sew. So I think it was just me, you know, wanting to try new things, bored sometimes, um, which kind of led to the things that I'm doing now. So in that, I don't know. I know we just mentioned it. So I don't know if you don't like I do. And when you hear something fun, you Google it real quick while you're still listening to the episode. But if you haven't, press pause right now. Go to her website, 15 and 15. These handbags and crossbodies and fanny packs and even the little tassels to go on the handbags are amazing and superb. So Miss Crystal, If you are not full-time in your business, what has that process looked like having a nine-to-five and being an entrepreneur or transferring from nine-to-five to to straight entrepreneurship? So with the nine-to-five that I have and working the business, it has looked like waking up early. So waking up at four or 4.30 in the morning, getting some sewing done before going to work, getting to work at seven, then getting off of work about 3.30 and then kind of working somewhere on my business until probably the evening time. So I think it's just trying to, any kind of downtime I have using it towards my business, like on my break at work, I'm like doing social media, you know what I mean? Just trying to optimize the time that I do have um, so that when I am full-time in it, you know, I'll be able to accomplish even more. Quick follow-up question. What does 15 and 15 stand for? 15 and 15 is my favorite Bible verse. It's John 15 and 15, where Jesus is talking to the disciples. He tells them, no longer do I call you servants. I call you friends. Everything I've heard from my father, I let you know. And Jesus has been my ride or die. Like y'all, Jesus has been that dude since I was younger. So I really, really just appreciate that verse because even in starting the business, 
um, I prayed about it and God was like, girl, do your thing. Like, you know what I mean? So um, that's where that comes from. You are going to make me throw away Dooney and Burke and <laughs> just, you know, patronize you because your handbags are awesome. And I love the message behind it. And anytime I can support another Black person, especially another Black woman, I'm here for it. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> I want to know, like, you said you got on Etsy and you were learning how to sew. So did you, are you self-taught? I am self-taught. So I ended up taking a, um, a sewing class on a platform called Craftsy. And it has all these crafts on there, how to um, knit, how to cook, how to make a book, um, all kind of stuff, anything that's craft related. So I got on there and I took a learn how to sew while you make a bag class. I was like, okay, I'm gonna just do it. And it, I, the bag came out great. At the time I was living with my sister, we were roommates. And she came home and she was like, you just made a purse. And I was like, girl, I just made a whole purse. So from there, I just kept practicing, practicing. And then I ended up wanting to work with leather and vinyl. So I ended up getting on YouTube, trying to look up some free tutorials. And I found my current sewing teacher now through a YouTube video he made. And I just called him and I was like, can I just come down to your studio and like, see what y'all do? And he was like, yeah, come on down. So I've just kind of been stuck. He, they've been stuck with me ever since then. Cause he showed me how to use vinyl. He showed me how to use leather. Um, he helped me make a bag. So he's just been a real big part in the quality of my products because he doesn't play. Neither does Miss Carla. They are just both very professional and what they do. Everything is to the T excellence. And I think that that has really translated to the products that I've made. Come on, anointed business. <laughs> so Nay and I right now are on the same path because I was just about to say, when I, when you said, first and foremost, Jesus, had, Jesus, the most high, has had his hand in all your life and your business. That was nothing but the most high to have you find somebody on you on the on the YouTube universities to come through and you find you message him call and they are in the same as you for you to come on down the road to actually learn from them. So I'm going to ask you my shot. Can I have that information? <laughs> yes, ma'am, you can. I will give that to you. They are called Dallas Designing Dreams and they are a hub of people that help local entrepreneurs. They are wonderful. Mr. Porter, Ms. Carla, they are just excellent people and I can give you their um, number as well. They're Please. always open to help people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I was like, let me shoot my shot because maybe, Ms., you know, Mr. Porter can help me with my I'm excited about that one because okay I just love sewing and I love sewing because I do feel like it is truly parallel with life of making something learning how to do it the mistakes that are coming the learning process and then it's similar to life we walk through this journey of like we think we know where we're going ha 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 we end up making a mistake or we're seam ripping for an hour pissed I know I when I was making a blazer I was so mad when I had to seam rip for an hour so what is the most challenging thing about learning how to sew, but also with um, your business? The most challenging thing for me has been when you get a lot of orders, because if you're the only one sewing, you know, you're chained to the sewing machine. And that was something that I had to learn when I ended up getting, I woke up one day to like, I don't even know, 50 orders because something happened on Instagram. And I was like, I have to make all these bags. <laughs> So I ended up staying up for like four days straight making these bags. And um, at the time I was just like, I can't, this cannot happen again, because if I'm really trying to build, you know, a multi-million dollar business, I can't be the only one out here sewing. So at that point I transitioned to using a manufacturer to help with the products that sell really well. And now I only make things that are in the boutique that I'm a part of. So I think the most challenging thing has been when the orders do come, you know, have a plan of execution. So you're not like... <laughs> 
chained to the sewing machine trying to get things done. I cannot fathom not sleeping for four days because you have so many bags to sew. I love Project Runway, so I'm slightly familiar with the hurried, stressful sewing process. And because this is not your full-time job, but it is something that you love, it's the goal one day for it to become your full-time job. So maybe you don't have to spend four days rushing to fulfill orders. Absolutely. That is definitely the goal is to be, you know, one of the major sources of income that I have. That's the goal. That's the plan. The nine to five has, you know, helped and, you know, it serves its purpose, but ultimately I want to just have something that is my own, that I won't get ripped out from under me at any moment, you know, how jobs can be sometimes. So that is definitely the goal. Yes. Props for quitting your job in advance. Amen for that. So Amen. I don't know if the other ladies are having any sort of feelings. I feel weirdly parallel to you. It's kind of freaking me out. I ain't gonna lie because I was at a point where I was home with mom and I think I was 27 when I moved out so when you said that I was like what is happening I don't understand why we're having the same experiences like I'm not getting it that's beside the point but it did remind me well it did make me think of, of something so since you're you're going through this juggle of a nine-to-five as well as a business also very parallel to myself again weird um but as we said at the beginning or as you said at the beginning Jesus is all up and in this so we're here for a reason for having this conversation right now so I'm gonna uh shoot my shot and pick your brain for a second because we have a favorite B word. It's called boundaries. So my question is, what boundaries or sacrifices have you implemented to maintain your business while you're also still having your nine to five? So I still get made fun of by my family because of this, but I have a rule that if I'm hanging out, it's basically just for like an hour. Like, and I got to go because I have to, I have a business (laughs) that I have to run. I take it seriously. So I recently was at my aunt's and uncle, they had a party and I was there for like, I don't know, three hours. And they were just like, (laughs) wait a minute, it's been more than an hour. And I'm like, y'all don't, don't do me like that. But the boundaries that I've put in place is just when I am having that leisure time, I just, I can't hang out all day like I used to. And that's okay because the goal is financial freedom. Obviously the goal is to be able to have your own money so that one day I will be able to hop on that jet and just like, let's go to Aruba. Boom. (laughs) Let's stay the week. You know what I'm saying? Um, But that's the main boundary that I've put in place and it has helped a lot. Shout out to your family for respecting your boundaries. I know it probably is a long time coming and it was a process to get there, but shout out to them for not only respecting your boundaries, but also encouraging you to stick to your boundaries because sometimes family and friends ain't as supportive as we want them to be. But to, (laughs) to pivot, because like I said before, I'm coming at this interview from a consumer standpoint and I see you have a lot of variety in your products, but speaking for myself. Do you do custom orders? Not at this time. So at one point I was doing a lot of custom orders and it got out of control because it was just me that was sewing. So I couldn't keep up with the um, top sellers plus custom orders. They might open up again one day. Like I said, I'm working with a manufacturer now. So when I have free time, I will open it back up, but just not right now. Sorry. So me and the audience have to patronize your business so much that you make it your full-time job and then you can do custom orders. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Perfect plan. That is exactly what I was saying. 
<laughs> so how did you market your business and how do you currently market your business? Mainly I am on social media. I do markets where I'm a vendor, um, events. I've been a vendor at anything from a church event to a university event. A lot of word of mouth has helped. Um, people have referred me. I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I network quite a bit. So sometimes I'm not even trying to sell a bag. I'm just talking about my business and someone's like, oh, I need let me buy something, you know? And I'm like, okay. So I think it's a little bit of everything that I'm just, I'm just shooting my shot everywhere because I just don't want to be um, using one lane. There's just so many ways to market your business. In case y'all can't tell, I have been all up and through your website and I see that you have a blog associated with your website. Is that one way that you market? And also how do you find additional content for your blog? It is one way. Um, the blog was an experiment. I just was looking up um, how to drive traffic to your website and people were talking a lot about blogs and backlinks. I said, let me just try it and see what happens. Um, so a lot of the content that I come up with sometimes is from TikTok. TikTok has been <laughs> really big in helping grow my business. But some things that do really well on TikTok, I end up putting in my blog and just kind of writing a more formal, you know, write up about whatever I post, whether it's different ways to wear a bag or how to better organize your bag or even how to use for one of the bags, I use the purse strap as a belt. So you don't, if you're traveling a lot, you can just take the purse and then use the purse strap as a belt. So you don't have to be carrying around all this accessories with you. Um, so <laughs> some of it is just, I just want to be able to add value to people. And I mean, having bags, I mean, it's an accessory, but I think that it can be a useful accessory. And I think when I've approached it from the standpoint of helping people be better organized and be more efficient, it has really helped bring more traffic to my website and my social media platforms. Yes, because that five ways to wear your fanny pack, game changer. Yes. And I saw the little TikTok that went with that on the back end. We might have to get you to show us how to get the TikTok game together because you are on it. I got you. I'd be happy to help. So I love the innovation that you have. And I love that you're so creative. And you said like, you know, basically social media is kind of like gearing out. But I think what I love the most is everything because I'm such a practical and functional person and that everything that you have is practical and serves a function. <laughs> and it's like, I love that. So my question, as you are balancing this beautiful balancing act of still working your nine to five, but you're working your business and you're setting boundaries, how do you take care of yourself? in all of this? That's a really good question. <laughs> I am still learning and I'm really making it a point to have one day off where I just do nothing. And where that means just laying on the couch all day or doing whatever, anything that kind of relaxes me, that is my goal is to just take one day. It's challenging, but it's needed because getting sick is real. And, you know, it makes no sense to have a business that's growing if you can't actually, you know, run it and, and take care of it. So that is what I do. And I drink my water. I make sure I drink a lot of water and I'm just um, eating well. I recently got married. Well, it's almost been a year that I got married and I put on like 20 pounds, girl. We was eating and hanging out. And I was like, oh no, like, no, I'm not going out like that. So I lost some of the weight and I'm excited about it. So I think a lot of what keeps me like sleeping well is when I eat well as well. How does your new lovely husband and congratulations. <laughs> Um, how does your newly amazing husband help support you in this business? He is 
so supportive. Like it was, I think one of the reasons why I was like, I'm, we getting married. Like, because you are just so kind. There was a time where I have my things in a boutique as well. And I had too much going on. I couldn't get my things there. And he was like, I'll take it for you. Like, where, where is it? Where do I go? And I was like, you like, boy, what are you talking about? Like, and he went downtown and found the place and took it to them. And he has just been so supportive, y'all. He has just been so, and he has a business as well. Um, so I think he understands, you know, just the realities of running a business. So he's been supportive. He prayed, we pray together. He prays for me. Um, he's the one that's like, you need to sit down. You're doing too much. Take a break, like have a seat, just chill. Um, so he is just like, when I say God is blessing, God been blessing out here. Like <laughs> I just, yeah, he has been very supportive and I really appreciate him. Sounds like the pandemic been good to you. Got me over here getting and y'all stop <laughs> listen that's what I'm saying so I have more of a business question because I want to dive a bit more into like the logistics of running your business so you mentioned that you have a manufacturer who does more of your um, like top items how did you go about sourcing and vetting a manufacturer for that particular purpose it started with google i think i just googled purse manufacturers and i found quite a few so i emailed them first and for one of the people that i ended up talking to he was very the guy was just very aloof he didn't remember anything about what we talked about and i was like you're not the guy i want to work with um and then i found another person in the states in the u.s but it was so pricey i was like there's no way i can even afford to get three bags made that doesn't make any sense um and then i found another manufacturer and she was very responsive. She took the time to understand what I wanted. I sent her pictures of my products and then she made a sample for me. And I think the sample was what did it because the sample came back looking better than what I make. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute now. So um, from there, we just talked about the order, the quantity of order that I wanted to make the particular colors that I wanted. And it's just been kind of a back and forth communication. It's not a fast process at all because they have to remake the bag and then you send back any kind of corrections you want. But it has been a, I think, fulfilling experience because when I got one bag back, I was just like, I'm never sewing again because the bags are better than when I make it. Um, Even though I still sell some of the stuff, but that was kind of the process that I went through and it it wasn't an overnight thing. It took a a couple months to get it together. So since we're talking about manufacturing, the people want to know when is the red traveler backpack coming back in stock i'm gonna have to bring that back because you're not the first person to ask me about that i when i had it out it didn't do much you know it didn't really get much attention so i didn't think people wanted to hear it but you're probably the fourth or fifth person that's asking about that red one so and the and i had a black and white one too and i might have to bring i might have to bring it back because <laughs> <laughs> yes, because those are the two that I'm looking at. The red one just popped and the black and white one looks so classy. Right. So yeah, bring them back. Thank you for that feedback. I uh, know yesterday me and they were looking at that and I was like, that's the one I want, the black and white. So you said the process is really fulfilling. And were there any like roadblocks or like, I don't want to say roadblocks, but what is it like speed bumps on the way of you? I know you said the first two were like, side note, power up women, right? Uh, (laughs) 
But like, were there any speed bumps along the way of like you not only securing this lady, but going back and forth, going back and forth? Were there any communication concerns of like, because I think of like when we're in sewing and even like in half an inch or one eighth of an inch is a big deal in sewing. So were there any like communication concerns or anything like that? Not communication. I think the main issue was me because I didn't realize how long it would take because you know you can with me I can go to the sewing machine make a bag and it's there but you know it takes a few weeks I mean it takes like six weeks eight weeks sometimes to make a big batch you know like a hundred bags you know what I mean um so I think for me it was just practicing patience (laughs) that was probably the roadblock that I had to um exercise and then I know maybe for a couple of the bags that I got back maybe the zipper didn't work the way I wanted to so that was when I had to communicate with her like hey the zipper doesn't work um and then she sent me like you know an extra bag to make up for it so she yeah she's she's really um good she communicates well um so I think I think just really that and through prayer I was like God I don't like <laughs> you know because it's different working with a manufacturer that's not something that you're you, you know you take a class on or that we're taught but I just went out on a limb because it, it needed something more than just me are there any events or vendor um are there any events that you are going to be in any pop-up shops that you're hosting or you know that we can go to and be like hey i wish there was i haven't done an event all pandemic and at one point I was doing them like every weekend. Um, so I do not, but if I do, I will definitely post it because that's something that I do want to get back into a little bit. I did a virtual one once and that was, that was, it was interesting, but I like like being around people. I like, um, you know, talking to people as they walk by the table and everything like that. So at this time, no, but if there is, I will definitely let you know. I'm trying to find, because you mentioned events in pre-pandemic. We were, we participated at the Ultimate Women's Expo and I was trying to look up when they would be and it is a huge event. I actually think it's the largest, the the nation's largest women's event. Called the Ultimate Women's Expo? Ultimate Women's Expo. I will shoot you the information because I also have a contact. If that's something that you are wanting to potentially be a vendor at and set up a booth or something I can get with you we've done this event before and personally I had a whole lot of fun but it's really great because we saw when we were there we saw a lot of obviously this is for women and that's kind of what the target is but there are a lot of women especially minority women black women specifically owned businesses that are there just marketing their products and it was like one of the most fun things that I was able to be a part of so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm give it to you because you may need to look into that thank you so I much I would be, appreciate it I think that would be great for you and also along the same lines of getting more people to view your products, do you ship overseas? I do. I do ship internationally. I think the first sale that I had was to someone in Australia. So I do um, ship overseas. Shipping is higher overseas, but it's there. <laughs> oh, 10 times higher. Um, do you travel? So I'm asking because first and foremost, yay to networking. And then um, I ask because if it's in Houston, it will be cool for you to do both, to do Houston and Dallas. I've never done that before. I've never traveled outside of the Dallas Fort Worth area to do a show, but I'm open to it. Houston so is I'll, in December. Okay. Yeah. I would love that information because that sounds interesting. It's a lot of fun. Yay. Women helping and supporting women. I'm excited because as you heard, Nay and I both got off and was like, yay. So my question is, what do you want to be remembered for? Like your legacy? I think ultimately I want to be remembered for just being a helpful person. Um, I mean, yes, I have the business and everything, but I just want to at the core help people with it, whatever I can, you know, I don't, 
know a whole lot, but what I do know, I would love to just help people do, whether it's just, I've helped friends start their Etsy shop. I've helped friends start their business. I helped my husband start his business. And it's just been a pleasure just to help people do what they want to do. Cause it can get frustrating when you want to do stuff and don't know how to do it. So that's kind of what I want to be remembered for is just to be a helpful person. I love that. Sorry. Nay and I were like, you go, I go, you go, you go. <laughs> Um, I love that because especially you're helping everyone around you open up businesses. And I am a firm believer of like, sometimes you have to be the example. And then once you get up and running, then you'll notice like everyone else starts, their gifts starts to open up too. So again, like using your words, God has been with you, boo, in and out. And he is using you. <laughs> To be, he's using you to help everyone else realize their gifts. I don't know if you see it that way, but objectively speaking, that's how I see it. I didn't, but you opened my eyes to seeing it that way because I never put that into any kind of perspective. So thank you. I didn't see that at all. You are a conduit. So I love that. And plus like what God says, like he, his whole entire purpose, I was just in a meeting and they were talking about like God, our purpose for us is to serve. And so understanding like we are all servants in different ways. And so again, like she said, you are a conduit and you are opening up and you are allowing everyone else to shine while you're shining too. And I love that. So kudos to you. <laughs> Y'all are too kind. Thank you so much. That was so kind to say in here. Thank you. So I have a question for you. Do you have um the Bible app? I think it's new envision. New, what is this? I okay. I started this plan um the other day. It's a seven-day plan. Well, it's like it's a one-week plan, and it's seven prayers to pray over your work. I need it immediately. Listen, I'm at the in my Starbucks line this morning doing my devotional, and um these prayers are something else. So I'm gonna send this to you too. Hey, great. Thank you so much. It's okay. I'll wait for you to send it to me, then I'll look it up. I mean, you can do it now if you want to but it's yeah. in it's the um seven prayers to pray over your work it's by michelle myers i think you can find it in plans or maybe just search it in like the plans tab in the plans okay uh, mm -hmm. and listeners if y'all are people of faith and even if you aren't this also can go for you get that plan pray over your work yeah because sometimes it's just it's just simple prayers about maintaining your focus and allowing um god the universe whatever you decide to believe to help you focus on your tasks at hand and to not get sucked into the madness that is working in an office with other people you know helps keep you grounded i am going to transition us into a word from our sponsors. Hey, beautifuls. This message is brought to you by The Grass is Greener on the Other Side, where we help women who have anger, sadness, and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence, restore their peace, and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice. That's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, believe that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, using your past as a reference, not a residence, you can email me at affairrecovery.com recoverycoach at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm at brianna underscore latrice see you on the call moments of 
Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing the damn thing. And today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting. We are highlighting Garrett Morgan. And you guys, I know we heard about him probably, maybe not, Black History Month as the inventor of the traffic light gas mask. But he has something to do with today's topic. So Garrett Morgan worked as a sewing machine repairman for several years. And in 1901, he sold his very first invention, a sewing machine belt fastener, which helped make machines more efficient. And later he invented a zigzag stitching attachment for manually operated sewing machines. Now, I know we are in the new millennium or whatever, but like I said, I don't sew. So all my sewing ladies on the panel, are these inventions that y'all are familiar with? And if so, what are the benefits to using them? So I had no idea that he did that. And the zigzag zag attachment, that's big. Like that's, <laughs> I don't use it much when I make my bags, but the couple times I use it for my garments, it's a big deal. That's, and the belt is what makes the sewing machine go. Like <laughs> it makes it go faster. So that's incredible. Wow. I'm back in school. This is awesome. Once again, I am a consumer. I feel so ignorant. Listeners being ignorant is not a bad thing. It just means that you don't know stuff. I didn't know that something so simple or that was like a basic function in the sewing machine. So yes, for teaching me some things. Child, when you just said that my whole entire heart just smiled because the amount that I use my zigzag foot is amazing. <laughs> and that zigzag function is beautiful. And it helps like with the stretch of garments and like even listeners, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't made jeans yet. But like if you even if you look at your jeans, sometimes um, in the scene, it's like a little small zigzag um, in the seams, in the inner seam where it crotches to give you that stretch and that movement. So that that is a big deal in sewing. That is a big, I mean, humongous deal in sewing. And on top of that, it's a black man. We are, we just so smart. We just, we really are. It, and that that's a major thing. I do not have as much sewing experience as Crystal and Akai. But again, I have a degree in theater. So I took costume classes when I was in college. So I've had to stitch a thing or two in my day. And that zigzag, if you don't want them falling out on stage, you know what I'm saying? You need to, to use that. So what I, I didn't know that he created, that he invented that specific, that specific feature I did know that he did some sort of invention when it comes to sewing. Homeboy invented a lot of things, okay? Y'all, he got receipts. And these receipts are things that we're still using to this day, i.e. the traffic light. I mean, come on. And that's only because he was like, he saw an accident and he was like, we can't have this. <laughs> he did a three light system. like, And we've been using it ever since. Same thing with the zigzag. We've been, you. there is no sewing machine without like this function. Like that's a thing. It's such a major thing. And first, something like that to still be as imperative and necessary in everything going forward is incredible and listen this country won't be diddly squat without us okay not a thing i'm i'm actually really curious minus you know genocide and all that madness what would this country look like had not been for the melanation curious like your bestiality <laughs> so back in the day you're wow <laughs> i think we're gonna get canceled with that Oh my God! You Went know, from zero there, to one hundred. You know, if there ever was one of us who was gonna get us canceled, it would be Nakai. I always 
get this canceled. Zero to 100 real quick. Oh my God. Because I was with you until she interjected. Because that was my thought process. I wonder how many more functions and tools, you know, we can credit to Black people in the sewing industry that we don't know about. But Sister Girl then went real left real fast. So... Audience, what are we going to do with her? What are we going to do with her? Love me and let me be. (laughs) That's all we can do. What's the answer? That question. I would say, I mean, it really would. We'll still be in Flintstones days because when you think about it, we really like if you do that homework and you really, really, really go deep into this history, Black people have invented most of everything we have today. The only thing is that we back then could not, quote unquote, patent our own things. It was the slave owner who patented what the person, the slave invented. So a lot of the patents that, you know, some people have like legacy names and stuff like that came from their slave and like even um thomas edison like a lot of his thought processes and like a lot of his um formulas and stuff came from a black person that was a black slave that was helping him but we don't know that information because if they have black skin eh, we're not gonna um if they have black skin, that means, oh, you don't know anything. But if you actually do the history, okay, we're not going to go in this because I can go really deep. Black I people, to, listen, you on the way. But to wrap this back around to the topic, um, the one thing, and Crystal, I would love your info about this. Like the one thing I love about sewing, but the one thing I hate about the sewing is the sewing machine. And I say that because when you think about every single field, technology has pushed it forward, right? And the sewing machine is still the original, like, yes, you go faster, whatever, but it's still technically the original design. Even though Nakai stood 10 toes down in her first assertion and gave us a history lesson, let's roll on out of here. Pat, I'm going to throw it back to you. Yes, ma'am. So, listeners, <laughs> y'all know we end every single episode with an affirmation. And today we have the honor of having Miss Crystal do our affirmation today. So our affirmation today is... I am fearfully and wonderfully made. An oldie but a goodie. Listen, I'm not mad at that at all. I am just so happy that you said that because too much information. I was in a shower this morning and I could not think of an affirmation because typically when I take showers, I try to like say an affirmation over and over and over and over and over. And that was the one that popped up in my head. And I was like, yes. And I was like, okay, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And I'm like getting out the shower. I was like, but am I fearfully and wonderfully made? And I was like, Yes, yes, I am. So thank you. The spirit is working, huh? He's talking to me, you, everybody. <laughs> That's good. Listen, I was just going to say, God is present. Okay. Big time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. So with that, listeners, know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and go out, go out, go out and support Miss Crystal. Before we even end this episode, Miss Crystal, can you let them know where to find you? Yes, my website is www.15and15.com. It's all spelled out. Um, F-I-F-T-E-N-A-N-D. F-I-F-T-E-N.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, under the same exact handle, 15 and 15. Let me find you on LinkedIn real quick. I know. I was like. And the LinkedIn is growing. I'm kind of surprised at LinkedIn. So (laughs) how do you handle all of these? 
accounts. Do you have someone to help you with this? Girl, so I started reading this book called Atomic Habits. Have you read that one? Girl, it got me together because now I do my social media, like all of it in like an hour, all the platforms in an hour. And I feel like I've made it honestly, <laughs> because I struggle really bad with social media. It was a really bad look. And I had somebody with me before and she was great, but she left. And I was like, I'm about to just cancel social media. But that book helped me create new habits that are helping me in my business. That listeners, she just dropped another gem that I hope y'all got picked up. Go get this book. I am not lying. That book changed my life too. And I literally just did a whole entire presentation over that about habits and atomic habits and like just habit stacking. Like it's so beautiful and so amazing. And I love how you said the social media takes you an hour now. I was like, okay, we really going to be talking offline. Hold on. <laughs> um, because that's one thing we're trying to grow in and our social media. And so I, I'm, I'm in awe. I really am in awe of you, Crystal. And I am so glad you are on this podcast. And listeners, we want to say go out and support, 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 not just support her because she's a Black lady, but support her because she's a woman. Support her because her product is amazing. Support her because she is fucking amazing. And so with that, we want to say thank you. You can follow us on Spotify, Amazon, Google, um, Red Circle. You can also check out our blog at whereismyblueprintpod.com. Um, with that, we want to say thank you and we're over and out. Bye. Peace thank, out. Thank you so much.